I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Uh, Josh, getting an echo, just so you know. All right, so we've got a lot to get to today. Um, and some of the news, you guys are more irritated about this than I expected you to be. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I posted earlier today, um, my phone started blowing up, and I had a bunch of people reaching out to me and saying, hey, Beacon is requiring the vaccine. You're going to get fired by seven, September 15th. Uh, so I've had several people contact me today as a result of that. I've, I've told you before, you know, I have a bunch of people in Beacon who have been getting information to me throughout the pandemic, including how Beacon, and this is this is where things get interesting for me. While there are no doubt people at Beacon that do great work, Beacon was requiring people to show up at work who had been exposed to COVID because they didn't have the manpower to not have them show up to work. So people were showing up to work who had been exposed to COVID, and now Beacon is going the other route where they're trying to be safe now. And, and it's just, it's a complete reversal, if you ask me, of the way that they've kind of conducted themselves throughout the pandemic, but, but I digress. I'm not trying to minimize any of the work on, on actual COVID patients or anything like that that happened or the great work that Beacon employees do on a regular basis every day. I'm purely talking about management and this philosophy. It just doesn't seem to make a, a lot of sense that you would go from, well, we don't really care if you were exposed to COVID and might be spreading COVID to everybody else coming to work anyway. Uh, and now all of a sudden, everybody has to have the vaccine. If they don't have the vaccine, you're going to be fired by September 15th. So that's kind of where we're at. So that's that's kind of what happened. And, you know, multiple people, again, they reached out to me today, and several of you obviously are, are not exactly thrilled of, about all of this. I know the Beacon is not the only local health uh, health company that is doing this. Uh, the company that manages, you know, St. Joseph Hospital and everything else, they're, they're uh, also doing the exact same thing. So I get it. You know, people are, people are upset. People are angry. And we're going to dive into kind of what's been happening like all across the country when it comes to like vaccine mandates or not, not just the country, excuse me, the world, because you've got violent protests because of this. And people have to understand, you know, you are still trying to force people in spite of the evidence being that for most people, this is going to be very safe. You're still forcing people to get something that is not FDA approved, does not have a track record, and does have more serious side effects than a standard vaccine would be allowed to have and remain on the market in the United States. Those are all things that have to be factored in here. So we go from, as a country, we go from a position where, you know, again, we have very high vaccine standards here. We just, we do. A lot of other countries don't have the standards that we do when it comes to vaccines. I understand that. Um, but we, we come from a, a place where if a vaccine hits the market and it has a fraction of the serious side effects that the COVID vaccine is having, that vaccine stops. And it doesn't get released out to any more Americans who want it. But because of the circumstances, the COVID vaccine is being pushed. And it's being pushed on everybody, even people that the World Health Organization and even the CDC and even the people who develop the vaccine technology say shouldn't be getting the vaccine. That's another component to all of this that is infuriating a lot of people. It's not that people are anti-vax. It's that people are weighing their risk. And if the risk is minimal, then why should you take a risk that could be higher with the vaccine than it would be with, with COVID? And that's that's a fair argument for people to make. Now, again, you know, over 80 percent of the fatalities in the United States from COVID have been people over the age of 65. Well, 90 percent of those folks have been vaccinated. The other 10 don't want to get vaccinated. There's nothing that you can do about that. They are choosing to take the risk. 
or they have survived COVID and we don't have to worry about them because they already have natural immunity, which I keep proving to everybody natural immunity is way better than the vaccine anyway. So why people, this is the other big question they have, why people who have already had COVID are not being exempted from getting the vaccine doesn't make any sense. That is unscientific, it violates all medical logic, and it puts people in an unnecessary risk. Now, again, friendly reminder, the vast majority of people who get the vaccine of all age groups, not going to have any major issues. But people are having major issues in certain age demographics, and that is, a, that is something that has to be addressed. There is now an abundance of medical research that suggests this. Just a couple of weeks ago, even talking about the vaccine causing heart inflammation was a conspiracy theory. Now they have a heart inflammation warning on, on the, uh, the vaccines. We were told that it was safe for young people. Well, now we've got the World Health Organization and others telling you, yeah, we don't recommend kids get vaccinated. Then they change that within 24 hours, but that's not because of science, it's because of politics. So people are looking at this. People are looking at this. Just they really want, they want to be able to make their own health choices without being forced into something that doesn't make a lot of sense from a risk assessment perspective. That's all. The vast majority of people are going to choose to get vaccinated. Uh, the vast majority of people are just going to go that route anyway, just as an extra precaution, even if they've already had COVID. That's certainly their, their choice to do, and, and most of them are going to be just fine. But for those out there, whether they have underlying health conditions that could be exacerbated by these vaccines, whether there's a religious issue, whether there's just a I don't want to be a guinea pig issue, they should be allowed to make that choice, and they shouldn't be facing the possibility of losing their job as a result. Now, I realize that when you're in the medical field, oftentimes what they will do is they will make the argument that, look, you know, the people who work here, if they get sick, they pass it on to patients and that sort of thing. Well, if those patients have been vaccinated, it shouldn't be a big deal, right? That's, that's the idea. Except we start running into problems that there's been a lot of breakthroughs uh, with the virus with people who are fully vaccinated. So the new, I mean, you look at Israel, right? So in Israel, since May 1st in Israel, for those of you who missed the show yesterday, Israel did the Pfizer vaccine exclusively. And they were, I think, the first country to be fully vaccinated in the world. They're fully vaccinated, okay? Since May 1st, they've had a surge of COVID cases. Those are breakthroughs, right? And that happens with any vaccine, okay? It's, it's nothing that is designed to just be trashing the COVID vaccine. No vaccines, 100%. In fact, the COVID vaccines, percentage-wise, tend to be, you know, of the, the better-performing vaccines that we have had in this country. But beyond that, there's always breakthroughs, which means even if you're vaccinated, you still get sick. So we're seeing a lot of that stuff happen, and that, that's to be expected. But in Israel, since May 1st, 40% of the new COVID cases that they have are from fully vaccinated people. That's almost half. So almost half of the new infections are fully vaccinated people. Now, friendly reminder, they're going to probably have milder symptoms of COVID than they would have otherwise, okay? Okay. But what we know is that people who have had COVID before tend to not get infected again. I've already been over the data that, that is you know, available. It's certainly not complete, but the data that is available is that there has been more breakthrough infections of fully vaccinated people in the United States than there have been secondary infections from people who previously had, had COVID globally. 
And in Israel, their research shows the same thing. People who have had COVID, they're getting reinfected, even with the Delta variant, far lower numbers, a fraction, a fraction of those numbers compared to people who are fully vaccinated. So that's where you're starting to, you're starting to run into some issues. So I, I'm going to read you uh, part of the email that was sent out to Beacon employees, and then we're going to dive into what's been happening you know, all over the rest of the world, because there's now riots in France, there's riots in Greece, and all of this, again, is, is tied back to the United States with what some health people are trying to say in the United States, uh, particularly pundits on cable news. We'll get to all of that, and if you want to watch the live stream, go to rumble.com slash host. Please hit that subscribe button. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I want to thank R&B Car Company. If you're looking for a used vehicle, go to rbcarcompany.com. So Beacon Health has made an announcement today, and a bunch of you were obviously pretty upset about that. I know that Trinity is doing this, and I think the only – somebody posted on Facebook that the only local hospital so far not requiring uh, COVID vaccines is Goshen. So – you know, is there recourse? You're going to have to talk with class action lawsuit attorneys about that. I do know if you look at my post on my Facebook page, um, there are people that are organizing against it. And as we've been highlighting from the very beginning, the biggest opposition to the vaccine, as far as like a, an interest group is concerned, has come from medical personnel. It hasn't been from Jenny McCarthy it hasn't been from your typical anti-vax liberals. It hasn't been from them. It has been from medical personnel, particularly nurses. This has been a big deal for months, as we've been telling you. But, you know, as I, I've said, eventually you're going to get to this point. I told you all to prepare for it if you are going to end up in that battle. Parents have to prepare for it for school uh, when it comes back on, if they want to decide to get their kids vaccinated or not, in spite of, um, you know, it not being approved for children and, and kids having much higher rates of, of serious side effects than adults. Uh, again, the data shows the younger you get, the more likely to have a serious side effect you're going to get, uh, which is why a lot of the kids who went through the, the trials, they're having serious medical issues right now. We've had just a right up the road, 13-year-old kid died from the COVID vaccine. So, I mean, this is, you know, you have to weigh that risk. Whereas a 13-year-old dying from COVID is an unlikely scenario. Now, there are certain age demographics, again, where the vaccine makes 100% total sense. Uh, but for some, it, it doesn't. That's the issue. And so now these Beacon employees, and they knew it was coming. You know, they, they knew it was coming. Uh, the Beacon employees were sent this letter. Dear Beacon team, every person at Beacon Health System stepped up in amazing ways as our community worked its way through this pandemic. When the virus and hospitalization surged, our people never gave up. We are so very proud of the work and commitment shown by every person. We continue to meet the health care needs of our community. i got a couple more paragraphs. And uh, essentially, they say, uh, for these reasons, as of July 15, 2021, Beacon Health System will require everyone employed by Beacon or regularly working in a Beacon facility to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Uh, this includes all associates, medical staff, members, and other providers, ambassadors, volunteers, traveling, agency staff, vendors, contractors, and students. So even if you're a vendor, um, you still have to be vaccinated to go in there. You know, and, and look, I and mean, this is, again, this is one of those things that is kind of showing up all over the place. Where if Because if, not everybody is legally allowed in the state of Indiana to require you get a vaccine. 
Some places can do it. Uh, some places there's a gray area that some lawyers think they can argue with and, and fight against. Perhaps, maybe, don't know. Uh, next page of the email, we have made this decision because vaccines have been shown to be incredibly safe and highly effective at preventing transmission, hospitalization, and deaths from the virus. Again, all of that's true, by the way. Nobody's disputing that. We understand there are some who will uh, who will not agree with our decision, and we respect those opinions. However, ensuring the community and our patients the safest environment requires that we do everything we can to prevent the spread of the virus. Again, why didn't they have that attitude during the pandemic where they were sending people back to work, requiring people to come back to work who were exposed to COVID? I think we were the only place in in the area that, that covered that story, by the way. It's important to remember that requiring vaccinations among healthcare workers is not new or unprecedented at Beacon or in healthcare. That's also true. Uh, for those team members who have already been vaccinated, thank you. For those who have not yet registered, Beacon will be offering vaccines at numerous convenient locations in the near future. Uh, details will be announced soon, but don't delay getting a vaccine if you have the opportunity elsewhere. So um, they then attached a frequently asked questions sheet that's a few pages long, and that's kind of what's associated with it. So, um, you know, there there you go. I mean, that's that's what they've sent out. And And if you look at my Facebook page again, there are people who are furious about this. People are furious who, who work for Beacon. You know, they like their work and they like helping people, but they didn't like the idea that Beacon was making them go back to work if they were exposed to COVID. You know, the idea is you're supposed to isolate for, for two weeks. They weren't letting them do that. They were forcing them to come back. The city of Elkhart did this with police officers and first responders where if they were exposed to COVID, they still had to show up to work or they'd be fired, um, which, you know, who knows how much that actually spread more COVID cases. It's entirely possible. We don't have any data metrics on this because it wasn't being evaluated. Now you start taking a look at what's happening in in other countries. Okay, so earlier this week, Macron in France, he's the guy that got slapped um, and also chastised Biden because Biden's weak. Uh, French President Emmanuel Macron announced that those who don't have a COVID pass will be banned from participating in basic life activities such as visiting shopping malls, restaurants, or even using public transportation. So what's happening in France right now? Riots. People are rioting in France. We'll put a little video in the Daily Show prep for everybody if you want to go ahead and see it. Now, why is this so concerning? Because on CNN, once again, um, the, the crazy doctor on CNN, uh, that's Leanna Wu, um, or Wen, excuse me, not Wu, Wen, she went out there and, and she has been on this, this bandwagon for a long time now, where she has been saying, we have to make life difficult for anybody who isn't vaccinated. And my question that has always been, what about people who've already had COVID because they're more immune to reinfection than people who are fully vaccinated who've never had COVID? So what about them? And, and you're now getting epidemiologists and infectious disease experts starting to get really frustrated that nobody in the government at any level, local, state, national, seems to want to address the fact that people who've had COVID are the most protected from COVID going forward. And people who are fully vaccinated have protection, but they're not fully protected. Apparently the Delta variant is a lot more infectious uh, for people who've had the vaccine than people had previously thought. You know, they thought that the vaccine effectiveness dropped down into the low 80s range, but you know, if Israel's numbers are correct, and 40% of their new infections since May 1st are people who are fully vaccinated, you know, its effectiveness for the Delta variant could be a lot lower. 
We're not sure. Uh, you got Pfizer now pushing for a Delta variant booster shot. Um, so we'll see what ends up happening there. And we're still keeping an eye on the local people who got five to six doses of, of the vaccine, too. That has happened in other states, and everybody's been okay. So hopefully that will continue to be the case. But nonetheless, it's a little concerning. You got, you know, you got five or six doses instead of one. And hopefully you don't have any side effects from that. But, yeah, she's on CNN, and uh, Leanna Wen, she went out there and she said, you know, we need to go ahead and, and make life as tough, tough and difficult and as hard for, for people who are unvaccinated as we possibly can. Macron basically goes out and says the same thing. There's now rioting in France. Um, in Greece, they're doing the same thing. Well, Greece has also got rioting. And we'll get into South Africa today, too. Big updates in South Africa. We'll get to that. I know some of you wanted me to talk about it more than I have. Um, but what's happening in, in Greece, again, they're having these, these massive, massive protests, uh, which are turning violent in some parts. Well, people are angry. You know, people people have enough information that they know a very basic fact. And that is, if you're under the age of 55, the flu is more dangerous to you than COVID. That's a basic fundamental scientific fact. There's no disputing that. That's what all of the data shows. That's what all of the, the research shows. That's what all the peer-reviewed studies show. You're over the age of 55, you may want to consider getting vaccinated. But it's up to you. And it always should be up to you. Nobody should force you to put anything in your body. It's your body, your choice, right? Nobody should force you to put anything in your body against your will. Um, and the door-to-door vax campaign that the media was telling you was a myth and that uh, conservatives were were lying about, even though they told you they were going to go door-to-door, um, that door-to-door campaign will be them standing there with a shot ready to give you a vaccine, by the way. That is the, the latest update on that. So it's exactly what you were told it was going to be. And we've seen this happen before for other vaccines. They did this during swine flu. So not surprised by this at all. But, uh, yep, this is this is what they're going to do. They're going to be coming to your door, the door-to-door vax campaign, because they, they built those databases. Ted Cruz has introduced a, a bill that would ban databases on this, but it's too late, and it won't get through anyway. All right, folks, we've got a lot to get to today, so stay tuned. Just head over to rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Watch the live stream if you want. Or, of course, the 95.3 MNC app. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Once again, want to thank RB Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw. RB Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. The Republican Party of New Mexico is pushing for the governor, who's a Democrat, Michelle Lujan, I guess is how you pronounce it, um, They're pushing for her to be removed. There is a claim of multiple allegations that she grabbed men's crotches without their consent. Uh, Now, again, the rule book, okay? The rule book that the left said, everything that that they have gone through over the past several years, not just the Me Too movement before that and everything since then, Title IX stuff, the accusation is a conviction. So you don't need any proof. You don't need any evidence, according to the left, and how they've conducted these types of things in the past. So she must be removed. That just, that's their rules. You didn't make the rules. They made the rules. So they have to live by it. As we've highlighted many times before, uh, the left cannot play by their own rules. Uh, In fact, that's on display on Rumble right now. So anyway, the Republican Party of New Mexico, unbelievable. And they tagged the governor on Twitter. You are a disgrace to the name of the great state of New Mexico. We cannot have a governor who thinks that she can harass men 
multiple times with no repercussions. They are calling for we are calling for immediate resignation should these allegations prove to be true. So um, there are several men who are coming forward and accusing her of fondling them without their permission. New Mexico Democratic Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham has a history of being accused of grabbing men's crotches. Uh, Grisham's campaign infamously paid $62,500 in a settlement to her former campaign staffer, James Hallinan, after Hallinan accused the governor of grabbing his crotch after pouring water on it in a professional setting. We talked about that story when it broke live, but apparently this has happened multiple times since. Uh, Grisham denied the claim but said that she settled because she was fo- she was focused on the pandemic and now... There is video evidence of another allegation from years ago accusing Grisham of a similar behavior. A man named Eddie Dehart stated in a video that he felt Grisham was a hypocrite for speaking out in defense of Christine Blasey Ford, the famous liar whose own witnesses said she was making it up. Now, of course, she's the one accused Kavanaugh, in case you didn't know. Uh, Dehart's story uh, told this story, stating in 2005, we have a party at my girlfriend's house. It was an artisan party to showcase some some art in Santa Fe and to help the artists out to sell their products. During this during the game, it was Michelle's shot, and she walked around the pool table and walked by me. And when she walked by me, she grabbed me. So that's what he accused her of doing. Um, Michelle was then asked to leave the party. I didn't do anything to prick it. So apparently, other people at this party were aware of this, and apparently, there's been other against her as well so she's a bit of a handsy lady now again there is officially more evidence against governor grisham in new mexico than there has ever been against kavanaugh has ever been against many other people who have been accused so the rules are she has to go she has to step down and unfortunately that's not going to happen because they have a double standard uh, but apparently she's going around. Well, I mean, there's there's not only just a double standard on sexual harassment and assault when it comes to the left, but there's also a double standard society-wise when it comes to men. Uh, men who are treated this way are generally considered to, to be, you know, deal with it, right? You're supposed to suck it up and deal with it. And any woman who who uh, has this happen to her, you know, it's, it's one of the most traumatic things ever. And everybody has to to rally around her and go after her, her, uh, her assailant. Uh, why isn't that treatment given to men? Because we live in a misandrous society. That's all there is to it. But if she's now been accused of multiple people of doing this, she's got a history with a settlement involved in it. She denied it, but she still did the settlement because she's focused on the pandemic. Right, sure you were. Um, maybe it's time for her to go. So the GOP in New Mexico is saying they want her They want her gone now because of this. And uh, we'll see what en- ends up happening there. Of course, we know how recall elections and things like that end up happening in these uh, in these these uh, blue states and we've got one right next door with Michigan of course uh, they just they squash them it's just <laughs> it's just how it works they just squash them they pretend that they don't exist and they make sure that you never ever ever have an opportunity to remove their governor but of course they want to make sure that everything happens happens for you in um, a little bit later we're gonna talk about this people are already asking me about it we're gonna talk about this principal this uh, this is a black principal who is trying to remove all white teachers from the schools and 
didn't work out for her. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on today. People are asking when I'm going to get to it since that was the teaser that we had today, but uh, not right now. So a little bit later on, maybe in the 4 o'clock hour, we'll get to that. Um, I do want to get to a little bit about what's happening in South Africa coming up next because um, South Africa is ugly. It's a bit of a disaster right now, and it's not going well. Got at least 70 people have been killed in the rioting that has happened, and uh, the military's involved. There is a whole bunch of other factors that are involved here in South Africa. So we have to keep an eye on it because it's it's getting out of control. We got more coming 953 Michigan is And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 953, Michiana's news channel. Friendly reminder, go to rumble.com slash Casey the host and you can watch live. Um, got a good crowd over there today. Already had a troll, so it's been fun on Rumble today. Over 70 people have been killed in South Africa. And this is so you had former president was arrested. And as a result, you know, rioting started pretty darn quick. It's just continued to go. It's been happening for about a week or so now. And at least 70 people are killed. Uh, Latest updates from today. A warehouse actually got ransacked. And the food supply for 675,000 people in South Africa has been destroyed. So um, that's obviously a huge problem because large swaths of South Africa are extremely poor even though it's the most advanced country probably in all of Africa as far as the mainland Africa is concerned. Uh, Food Forward SA, a food supply organization that works to end hunger in South Africa, announced on Thursday that it would shut down its operations in five major cities after looters cleaned out their warehouse in Durban. And again, this this houses a a food supply for roughly 675,000 people who depend on that food in South Africa, and looters have now destroyed it because of the rioting there. Uh, The next thing that we have is we have the South African Citizens Defense Team has arrested a group of rioters that were disguised as police officers and purported to be members of the the anti-white, far-left political party Economic Freedom Fighters as the team patrolled a neighborhood street. Now, for those of you who are not aware, South Africa, um, you know, went from apartheid to now there's large swaths of very politically powerful anti-white violent anti-white racists in south africa that are seeking revenge and the farm killings were a big part of that over the past couple of years american media tried to pretend that the farm killings were not happening they were happening with regularity and what is happening is go back in time racist south africa apartheid good land was given to whites to farm okay they've now had that for generations and people now want that land back so they're going to these white farms and they're murdering everybody and they're taking over the farms again this has been happening i think it's calmed down a little bit but this has been happening for years american media was telling you all it was a conspiracy theory and it wasn't really happening which of course was nonsense it was absolutely happening you had all of the evidence of it happening including the official reports even though a lot of those official reports were being kind of buried Um, But it was happening. Uh, Lauren Southern did a fantastic documentary on it, too, just to kind of combat the media narrative here that it wasn't happening because it was. And there is an anti-white political party there. The Economic Freedom Fighters is is the name of that party. And they are um, very violent. And their whole goal is to get white people out of the country. That's that's it. So it's swung the other way, kind of like what BLM is trying to do in the United States. They're trying to swing, you know, Centuries ago, this is a horrendously racist country. 
They're trying to swing it back the other way and now make everybody racist against whites, even though the goal is supposed to be for nobody to be racist. That's the goal. But, of course, the, the left is not doing that. They're not abiding by it. So mass looting, tons of violence, many people dead. Um, they are deploying a further 25,000 troops because they believe that the country is now on the brink of civil war as a result of the former president being arrested. So South Africa is right now, uh, it's on the brink. I mean, things are looking pretty ugly. And considering it's a volatile country anyway, that has huge racial components here. You know, you go into Johannesburg, you have, you know, large swaths of the, of the population intermix. They're, they're fine. It's okay. Um, they do television shows and things. They have like their own version of Hollywood over there. You know, and, and there's there's large swaths of people in South Africa that don't have a problem with one another. And, and they do, in fact, operate as a normal society with with uh, mixed races. And the problem is that they, there's other swaths of the country that are just horrendously um, isolated, bigoted. There's tremendous violence. There's poverty. There's a lot of stuff that is that is wrong there. So uh, this is from the the Financial Times it is a war zone. Towns are deserted. Shops are looted. Bodies are lying on the road. Uh, let's see. We have an internal African National Congress battle that has spilled over onto the streets. The initiative has been completely lost by the security services, and we need urgent reinforcement. Now, that is according to the Financial Times. They were interviewing the leader of the main opposition party, the Democratic Alliance, and that's what they're saying is going on. Uh, obviously, I can't independently verify any of any of what they're saying, you know, who's right, who's wrong, what have you. But uh, things in South Africa have been very bad. Um, now, here's something you need to look out for. On the continent of Africa, China has made their presence very known. This is where you're getting all of your materials for your electric vehicles and stuff like that. China's basically dominating all of that. So if this conflict risks spilling over and causing some kind of, of national interest ramification for China, that could mean China getting involved. Nobody wants China to get involved in South Africa because South Africa does have some friendly parties to the United States. So we'll see exactly what, what happens here. But pay attention to the story. I know that some of you probably wanted me to talk about this a little bit more than, than I have. Uh, but this is an ugly situation in South Africa. You know, you've got food now being destroyed for, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who don't have access to regular food supplies and, and that sort of thing. And whole charities are now pulling out of the country. But the military's involved. You've got, um, you know, violent anti-white racists who are dressing up as if they're police officers and patrolling neighborhoods and attacking whites that are in those neighborhoods. Uh, luckily, they have been arrested, but who knows how, how many more of those groups are out there doing that. You know, this is just one story about one neighborhood. Uh, who knows if they're doing this elsewhere where they're pretending to be police officers, and in fact, they're, they're going around and they're, they're killing people. Um, it's, this, is, this is not good. So pay attention to this story. We'll continue to update you on that periodically as, as it progresses, and we'll, we'll do what we can to keep you informed about it. But it's, it's not looking good in South Africa at all. Honestly, and some people kind of mentioned this on the live stream earlier, it's not looking good anywhere at this point in time. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, it's been a, a uh, somewhat successful couple of years for, for uh, communists. I mean, it has. They haven't been as successful as they want to convey to you they have. And we went over this yesterday with the election results. You know, people forget the 2020 election. Republicans won everything. And... 
you know, they, they, they overperformed in the Senate races. They dominated in the House races. They dominated in the gubernatorial and the local legislative races and everything else. Um, and, you know, people forget about that because of what ended up transpiring at the top of the ticket with the presidential race. But really, Republicans in this country did very, very well. Now, in other countries, it's kind of like a mixed bag. You know, in France, it's a mixed bag. In Germany, it's a mixed bag. So it, it just kind of depends. But I'm not going to lie to you. Communists have been very successful over the last several years in advancing. We've got more coming up. 95.3 MNC.